guys. Welcome to episode 185 of SwiftCast. This is Ashley. Adam. Nate. And Steph. And as we're recording this, it's Sunday, January 29th. We are so close to Taylor's Super Saturday Night Show in Houston. I feel like it snuck up on us. It did. It felt like forever for Austin to actually arrive. And, I mean, of course, she had nothing going on for the year, so it was just such, like, a dry spell, and then uh, that really drug it out. But for this event, I mean, here we are, less than a week away. And I've really felt like, and I definitely still feel, that Taylor being as absent as she's been from any sort of public appearance at all since even before the holidays is all just going to be leading up to this spectacular show. Yeah, I feel like there's a reason she's been pretty absent. Yeah, I agree. It's almost as though she's just been hiding just for this one big moment in Houston. I don't know. Does that mean guests? Does that mean uh, new music? Does that mean the best concert that she's ever played? I don't know. And we've been making so many predictions over the past few weeks about guests and set list and songs and everything. So very soon we'll find out if any of us were right. And while the Austin show was her only show of 2016, I definitely do not think this Houston show will be her only show of 2017. Yeah, I don't either. I sure hope not. I love going to Taylor concerts. Who doesn't? I don't think she'll be on a full-blown tour in 2017 but she'll be performing more even if it's on a show or something and the only thing that we really have seen or heard from her was that this past thursday the i don't want to live forever music video came out so that was exciting and that's been pretty much the only time she's been active on social media for quite a while yeah she's at least been promoting the video on social media so we've been seeing her more active but It's just crazy to me that we've only seen her out in public once, and it's the end of January. It is nice that she's been posting some behind-the-scenes clips from making the video, and I hope she continues to post more of those. Yeah, those are really fun to watch. It's always interesting to see the making of music videos. And if you guys remember, last year, at the beginning of 2016, we were joined by another podcast called Talk Direction, which is a One Direction podcast for a great episode. And we had their host, Caitlin, join us again earlier tonight. We recorded a little discussion all about the video and about her opinions on it and Zane and Taylor, and it was a lot of fun. So we're going to be sharing that with you a little bit later on this episode. So I guess we just wanted to take this time to just see what you guys were thinking and hoping for for Houston because this is our last chance to really dig into it before the show. We did a lot of our own predictions on episode 183 where Nate, Adam, and I came up with sort of like our dream set list and we talked about those. And so for this week, we posted a bunch of polls on our Twitter, which you guys voted in to see if your predictions were similar or different to ours. So that was really fun. These are always so interesting to me because we get such a good turnout on these polls. So it's really, I think, an accurate representation of what the fandom thinks as far as what's going on in Houston. It's fun to see if they're actually right. The polls are a lot of fun because you get so many people voting on them. So the first question we asked was, what will Taylor open the show with? And it's hard because these polls only give you four choices. So the choices that we offered were... Blank Space, New Romantics, Shake It Off, or Other. And 48% said New Romantics, which would be the same as she did for Austin. 30% said Blank Space. 11% said Shake It Off. And I know that this is not usually an opening song, but I just felt like there could be a different take on things. And 11% said other and then some a couple of suggestions that were thrown out there were sparks fly and we are never ever getting back together you know i grouped myself with that 48 percent of new romantics that's what i said in episode 183 i think that's going to be the intro song i think it'd be a really good intro song i would love to see something else though like what you were saying with shake it off i mean i mean how interesting would that be to see what is always regarded as the finale as her intro song 
and then to have something completely out of left field to close the show. That just sounds really interesting to me. Yeah, I completely agree. I want to say that including Shake It Off was cool to do in this poll because it would set the tone for an awesome concert. And just imagine the energy in the room when that song comes on as the first song, getting people moving. And it would definitely be a curveball. And she likes to throw surprises. So it's possible. Yeah, I think it would be a cool way to shake things up with Shake It Off. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did. (laughs) That was super cheesy, but... That's okay. Unfortunately, I actually missed episode 183, but I would go with the majority here and say I think she will open with New Romantics. And like I said, I think that's what she's going to open with, but I mean, I hope she does kind of something else, but that's just my opinion. Well, I was just thinking about how... When she opened with it in Austin, it was, you know, it was very cool. And obviously it was like such a dramatic moment when she came up from the stage. And I just was thinking more about how with Club Nomadic, which is the venue that the show is at, they've made a big emphasis of talking about how everything is custom with lighting shows and just like everything they can do to make it the ultimate show experience. So I just feel like it could be like, imagine like New Romantics, like the club version (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> the laser lights going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I feel like even if she does the same as Austin, it could be a totally different experience. That's very true. The venue is going to be very different compared to Austin. Because like Ashley said, this is a club. This was specifically built for the Super Bowl, which is kinda neat. I don't know if that means they're they'll take it down after this week yeah it's it's actually the company that builds this venue they build it every year wherever the super bowl is and in that city and then they immediately tear it down okay wow that's cool i didn't even know that was a thing until taylor got involved yeah it's it's called a pop-up club i guess yeah or a traveling nightclub you know going back to this other suggestion only because i want to touch on it real quick under the other category when we mentioned We Are Never. I think it could be done well. If you think about Red Tour, and of course, you know, that was uh, the finale song for for the Red Tour. But because everything was so, at least, you know, for the Red Tour performance, so like standalone almost, I mean, you know, all the costumes, the set design, the, the fact that she rose out of the stage, I mean, I think it could make for an interesting opening, especially if she put a more kind of like techno or club kind of twist to it as well. So anyway, I think that would be a a cool opener. That would be cool. Although I have to say, I'm hoping that it's the We Are Never and Bad Blood mashup again. Oh, yes. Well, that was on my set list. That was so good. Somebody needs to do a full video of it, for sure, because I completely missed out last time well our next poll on twitter was what song do you want taylor to play on the piano in houston Hmm. so 44 percent of you said all too well 19 percent of you said this is what you came for and 37 percent of you said wildest dreams enchanted mashup from the 1989 tour Personally, I'd love to see any of these on the piano. Everything that Taylor plays on the piano is suddenly one billion times better than, I think, the original track. But Yeah, I definitely would have to say all too well. I think so, too, just because it has been so long since we've heard it. If I'm not mistaken, the last time Taylor performed that, was that not at the Grammys? I think she performed it once during the 1989 tour as a secret song. Right, she did do it once. Oh, yeah. Where was that at? Do you guys remember? Wasn't it in L.A.? Yeah, Staples Center. Oh, okay. It was L.A. I thought it was. Because it was some crazy guest, too, I think. And I just kept thinking how I wish I had gone. But Taylor also would have performed all too well after the Grammys because the Red Tour went into June of 2014 when she she toured Asia in June. But yeah, it's been a long time. So I think I would either go with All Too Well or This Is What You Came For just because I don't know if she'll ever sing that ever again. 
I guess I probably should have put Better Man as a choice. Oh, Better Man would be really cool. But, you know, I don't think she's ever going to sing that. I don't think so either. I really don't. I feel like she just wanted to give it to Little Big Town and just leave it with them. As much as I would love to hear her sing it. Yeah, I think I put that in my dream set list from episode 183. Uh, Even though I know the chances of it aren't very high. It would be awesome to see, but... I agree that I don't think we'll see it. Although if she was going to do it, I think she would do it around this time to maybe help the song get even more popular than it already is, which I've been hearing it a lot on the radio lately. But I think she would just want to help out to maybe get it more recognition. But the biggest part of me thinks she just wanted to give it to them and let them have it. And sadly, probably in my opinion, will never perform it. Our next poll on Twitter was, will Taylor have a special guest performance? And the results were 51% yes and 49% no. So I'm actually pretty surprised by that. I would have thought that the yes votes would have been higher. I guess maybe people are skeptical since she did not have one in Austin. That's true. I think, if I remember back correctly, I think that we all probably thought there would be some kind of special guest in Austin, uh, but it turned out not to be the case. So, I mean, maybe at this one, too, it'll be only her, you know, strictly her performance. But some people responded to the poll and suggested a few special guests, and those included Ed Sheeran, Zayn, Lady Gaga, and Kesha. So Lady Gaga will obviously be there for the Super Bowl. I think she's going to be busy, though. I like the idea. I think she's just going to be too busy getting ready for halftime. Ed would be fantastic, but I don't know. I don't know if he'll be there. And Kesha would also be cool. There were all those rumors about them having this song together. And Kesha, you know, when I think of a concert in a club, she's one of the first artists I think of. Oh, yeah, that's true. And speaking of all the rumored collaborations, we also talked about how there was this rumored, which was actually, I think, kind of confirmed collaboration with Drake, where we know they were in the studio together back in the fall. And apparently rumors are, these are all rumors that there's a song with Drake and Taylor on his newest album, which we don't know when it's coming out. So who knows, maybe he could show up as a guest. And another person who would be cool would be Lord, because she's been tweeting lately about her album. I don't know when that comes out either. Yeah, it definitely has to be coming out soon, because she is on the schedule for a lot of big music festivals starting in the spring. Okay, that's good. She's playing Coachella in April, and then a bunch of others after it, so I would assume her album will be out by then. Wow, an Ed and a Lord album all coming up soon. Yeah, I really think, honestly, with the 51-49 spread on this poll, like Adam was saying, it was really surprising. I think people are underestimating just the potential for guests at this show. I mean, uh, in years past, a ton of different people show up to this. And the fact that the Chainsmokers and Bruno Mars uh, have the two previous nights to this concert... I just think not having a special guest and that being Taylor's signature mark almost, I just don't see it happening. I think it's more favorable than people are giving credit to the idea. And Nate is referring to the past Super Saturday Night concerts because this is something that AT&T puts on every year with different artists. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, sorry I didn't clarify. Uh, Like last year, uh, I believe Red Hot Chili Peppers was one of the headliners. Uh, I mean, they have a ton of different people who perform at these things so well now that you say that it would be really cool if the chain smokers showed up because i could always in my head think of taylor singing the female part in closer i could see that i think oh that would be awesome yeah i mean especially with i don't want to live forever the way she has the role in that song i could see it working out for that chain smoker song Our next question was, will Taylor play I Don't Want to Live Forever in Houston? 
And 83% of you said yes. And only 17% of you said no. And I'm with all of you. I don't know that Zane will be there, but even if he's not, I think she'll incorporate it into the show. And, I mean, I'm a little biased, but if she performed the whole song by herself, I would have no problem with that. Definitely. Yeah, that would be cool. She could also have his track playing. Yeah, a lot of artists do that in concert. Yeah. But it just seems like too big of an opportunity with the movie coming out so soon. The video just came out, which we'll be talking about later in this episode. So I hope it happens. It definitely should. I think that since she played This Is What You Came For in Austin, and while she is credited with vocals and writing the song, the song is Calvin Harris featuring Rihanna, whereas this song is actually her song along with Zane's. So I think it's definitely going to be played. And maybe she'll do it on the piano. Maybe she'll just sing the whole thing on the piano. That'd be cool. I guess that kind of brings us back to something that I know we talked a little bit about on episode 183. Given that this is a club, will there be a piano? Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was a good discussion because I don't know how the setup's going to be. I think that if Taylor wants a piano, there will definitely be a piano. It won't be something like rising from underneath the stage like in a normal tour would have. But even if it's just sitting backstage and they have to roll it out on wheels, if Taylor wants it, she'll get it. Yeah, that's a good point. So then we asked, what will Taylor close the show with? And the choices we gave for this were Shake It Off, I Don't Want to Live Forever, New Single, or Other. And so 48% said Shake It Off, which obviously is very possible. 30% said New Single. 20 said I don't want to live forever and only 2% said other so shake it off is definitely still what people are expecting I think the entire fandom might not survive if the answer to that is new single very true it could happen though but I don't think she would end the show with a new single I think she would want to end it with something everybody knows like shake it off yeah something familiar I agree And speaking of a new single, our final poll question was, will Taylor debut a new single in Houston? And I love the choices for the answers. The choices were yes, no, or RIP me. (laughs) I put that as a choice because I couldn't even think about this question without freaking out. (laughs) Good choice. And the results were 48% said no. And then 26% said yes, and 26% also said R.I.P. me. (laughs) It's so funny that it was 26% for both of those. So I don't know if maybe the R.I.P. me voters were then thinking yes, which would put that at 52% over no. But either way, it was a close vote. Uh, But what do you guys think, even if it's in the the middle of the show or towards the beginning? Will she say, here's something that you haven't heard from me before, a brand new single? I say yes. I'm going to say no, just because I'm always wrong. So my hope is that by saying no, I'll be wrong. And she actually will debut a new single. There you go. (laughs) But I do have to say, realistically, she's probably going to be really interested in promoting I Don't Want to Live Forever. And that is just now starting to get a lot of airplay on the radio so i don't know if the timing is exactly right for a new single that's my issue but i do hope it happens that's a good point because the movie which the song is for is coming out in a couple of weeks so i'm sure she'll be tweeting about it uh, in the next few weeks so to put out a new single and have to promote that as well might be a little bit too much right it's important to avoid overexposure and if she has two singles on the radio so close to each other i don't know if she would want that but i'd be happy with it so another thing that i've just been wondering about is what portion of the show will they end up putting on taylor swift now because it does say for episode 13 that it will be footage from this show 
Yeah, last week on episode 184, we talked about the first six episodes of Taylor Swift Now, and we mentioned that the last episode will include Houston footage, and Taylor mentioned that there will also be behind the scenes from the music video for I Don't Want to Live Forever on Taylor Swift Now. So I don't know. Realistically, I don't think they'll put the whole show on there, but I would love that. Yeah, regardless of how much footage is put on Taylor Swift now, I'm going to be glad to see it because I'm pretty sure it'll be, you know, perfect HD quality, much better than some cell phone videos that will or Twitter videos that we'll see. So I'm looking forward to being able to see the uh, high quality content on there. And there might even be behind the scenes stuff where she's getting ready to go out. That would be fun. Or if she has any costume changes, although I think she's not going to. No, I don't think so either. I think she'll stay in one outfit. And I have a really hard time trying to guess what I think her look will be. Right, because Austin felt like 1989 era with a sparkly romper. So I don't know if she wants to break off a little bit more. Maybe she'll have a new look new style or maybe even new hair yeah i think we mentioned new hair on uh one of our previous episodes that's something at least for myself i'm looking forward to what are you thinking it will be i think i mentioned um that i mean i like the shortcut look but i like it when she kind of lets it go almost because i think her hair is naturally curly so to see like a short curly hair i don't know i think it just looks really good on her so you don't think it will be a different color I don't think so, because, see, Taylor did that once, and some people really liked it, some people didn't. I think that might just be too out there for her to do, but, I mean, if she did, I don't know. I mean, she's she's gone brown before for, like, CSI and um, Wildest Dreams music video, and I don't know. She might. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always said I thought the next era she would have brown hair, but I don't know. She was still blonde, and I don't want to live forever. So like you said, Nate, it might just be too drastic for her to do it. I do agree, though, about the costume changes. I don't think there are going to be any. I don't know. Just seeing how Austin worked and how it's just kind of like one stage and it's not your show, it's almost somebody else's show, so it would be difficult to have some kind of costume change. Because how she does it for her tours is, of course, she'll go under the stage or backstage or... Well, in the case of maybe Red Tour, like, she'll surround herself with her dancers and they, you know, she'll have something underneath and they'll rip something off. But, I mean, I don't know. I think production-wise, I think it's a lot more difficult to pull off than than the creative license that she's given for her own tour. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that her outfit is going to be gold. That would be different. That would be good for the Super Bowl, too. That kind of reminds me of, you know, Speak Now, Sparks Fly. Yeah, I'm picturing something very metallic, very bright and sparkly. So that pretty much wraps up our predictions and hopes for Houston. And we can't wait to recap it for you guys next week. As always, we'll be doing a full recap of everything that Taylor performs and everything that happens. And now we hope that you enjoy our segment about the I Don't Want to Live Forever music video with Caitlin from Talk Direction. Hey, Caitlin, thanks for joining us. Hi! So happy to be here. Uh, Pretty much almost exactly a year later since last time. I know, I just looked that up and I was like, oh my gosh, it was in January that we released our last episode. Um, And that, I can't believe it's been a year. Who knew that a year later that Taylor and Zane would be collaborating? I know, that's so crazy. Because at the time, Zane had already left 1D and we were kind of in a bit of a meltdown for that. (laughs) And now... (laughs) He's had his solo album released, which was up and coming, uh, I suppose, last January. And now they've collabed, which is really cool. And I feel like both of us, your podcast and ours, have been in the same kind of boat where our artists have been on a break pretty much throughout 2016. It's been hard. I know. It's been so hard, especially doing a podcast and weekly having to have like things to talk about and ideas to come up with and keep things like alive. It's been difficult. 
do you feel like the One Direction fans are still just as engaged? Yeah, I do. I think um, the fandom's still quite alive, but obviously it's shifting now that we're on hiatus and all the boys have started to do solo projects, which honestly has really helped that like, while One Direction's not together as a band right now, um, there's so much stuff going on solo-wise. You know, we have Harry's movie upcoming and Niall's released a song and Louis released a song and there's rumors that Harry might be releasing stuff around Grammy time. So while there hasn't been band stuff, there's definitely been, you know, things happening, which makes it better. But I mean, Taylor's really been sort of off the charts completely. How has that been? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor! (laughs) At this point, I feel kind of proud that we made it this far. (laughs) Like, Uh we managed to come up with episodes. She literally had one concert of 2016, (laughs) and that was it. Wow. Granted, it was an awesome concert, but it's been a little bit dry out there. Yeah, I can imagine. And I know I was listening to some Ed Sheeran interviews lately because his stuff is obviously coming out soon. And he was saying like, yeah, there's not any big artists coming out with things this year. So I think like I'm good for the number one spot. And I'm like, okay, uh, hold on. Uh, Where's Taylor Swift (laughs) gone? Like, why isn't she coming back? How do you know this? Like, you guys are friends. So I don't even know what's going on with everyone this year and last year. Everyone seemed to disappear. Yeah, and then you have, you know... People like Taylor's friends, like people like Lord, who are supposed to be putting out an album this year. I mean, Mm -hmm. I personally think there's absolutely no way Taylor would make us wait until 2018 for an album. Yeah, I know. And if she's been off this time, you'd think she would, would be doing something just secretive. So hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, well, some of Taylor's friends last year actually have made subtle hints in some interviews that she had been working on new things. So I definitely do think we're going to get an album, whether it's in the spring or wait till the summer or even her usual fall release. I'm not too sure about, but I think we'll get something this year. Mm hmm. That's good. That's good. Something to look forward to. And so we are a few days away from her concert in Houston which is a promotion the night before the Super Bowl and I mean I personally think that Zayn is going to show up as a special guest and there's no doubt in my mind I'm in agreement 100% I think he's going to be there I don't know we don't know for sure but I think he's going to be there do you have any type of like inside information (laughs) maybe you want to share with us (laughs) (laughs) I wish I did um but I guess what I know is that Zane's had a lot of problems performing live given his anxiety. So he hasn't, and that's like why, why he hasn't toured really. Um, but we were sort of talking on our podcast about what it would be like performing with Taylor because that's someone else on the stage rather than, um, you know, if he's gone solo, he has no one and he's so used to performing with the rest of the One Direction boys. So like, I definitely think it's a possibility. And I know he's really been like working on, you know, getting his anxiety to a point where he can perform. And I think having someone like Taylor, who is such a performer and is so confident on the stage, could be something that would be, you know, more chance that he would perform, I guess. But yeah, I saw polls on Twitter about like whether or not she would be performing I don't want to live forever. I think that would be really cool. That's kind of humbling almost because when when you say that to me, that's news to me that, you know, he has anxiety about going on stage. Yeah. When you think of anyone in the industry or any performers or anything, especially one of his status, that just isn't, that doesn't seem natural, I guess. It, it's just very surprising to me that, um, I know it's humbling. It, it makes him seem more human, I guess, that, mm-hmm. you know, he has that kind of anxiety. I hope he, I mean, overcomes it. I'd love to see him perform with Taylor. That would be amazing, of course. So. I know. That would be so cool. And he, yeah, he wrote, um, it's, it's so good that he does talk about that because he wrote in his book that he came out with like all about his anxiety and he talked about having an eating disorder and just like some really good things to have representation, which is so important, especially like mental health and stuff. So yeah, I, I really hope we get to see them perform and see him work, working through that and being able to do what he loves. And I think it would be really great timing, too, because the movie is coming out right after this concert. So I think the better the movie does, the better the soundtrack does. I think it would just be great for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It would be it would be good promo to have this. So 
I know for us, when I Don't Want to Live Forever came out, it took us as a, by a complete shock. We had no idea there was even... Oh, yeah. There were no rumors <laughs> or anything. Mm-hmm. It just dropped out of nowhere. Yeah, same for us. We didn't really know what was going on. And just, like, given that we have Taylor and Zane coming together, like, two people that I didn't really pair together in my head as, like, people who are potential collaborations... Um, that was definitely like, oh, this new song, this is so cool. Um, but it was definitely exciting. And so we're recording this on Sunday, January 29th. The video has been out for a few days, and it's definitely, I think, been received really well overall by everyone. Yeah, I've seen positive things about it. Um, I haven't seen too much from, like, the Taylor Swift fandom. And also, it's interesting with the 1D fandom, like, given that Zane left One Direction, how many people are still sort of with Zane and some people who have fallen more just like I'm with One Direction and I'm not too interested in Zane anymore. But from what I've seen, it's all been pretty positive. Wow, really? There's been like a big split, huh? Yeah, in some ways there has. And I think it's because the way he left was kind of upsetting to a lot of people. Um, just like some of the drama that went down between the boys. But I think, I mean, I think people are supportive of him, but there's definitely, like, there's a Zayn audience as well, not just, like, the One Direction audience. Like, it's all inclusive with Zayn and the rest of the boys. Um, there has been a bit of splitting. That's really interesting to me. I don't know. I The fact that Taylor's by herself, you just don't really kind of think about those things. Do you think that for your podcast, I mean, do you that you have to market almost differently to like the Zane audience or the Nile audience or you know uh, whatever it may be yeah we've definitely had that struggle because sometimes we get people writing into us saying like of course we want to hear Zane stuff too and then other people are like no I don't want to hear anything about Zane um, so it's hard to be like okay do we make episodes that are all about Zane especially when he has new music coming out do we still include him in things that like fun games we play where We play this game called 1D as, and we like, um, we'll include all the boys and say like, if 1D was a a fruit, what would each boy be? So it's like, do we include Zane in those fun things? And uh, some of our listeners have pretty strong opinions on that, but we've been pretty inclusive of him. Um, We've tried not to make episodes like solely based on just Zane, just in case we have listeners that don't really care about his music. And a number of our listeners came into the fandom after Zane actually left or like sort of during the summer Zane had left, so they didn't even care about him in the first place. Um, so we've had to sort of figure out that balance of including him and, and not being too much towards Zane. That's really interesting. Um, I think the number one comment I noticed the most from the Taylor Swift fandom over and over since this video came out is, what lipstick is Taylor wearing? <laughs> it's a good question i just saw everyone asking this question because it's this gorgeous red sparkly lipstick and we found out that it's called the pat mcgrath lust 004 in vermilion venom and it's 60 dollars wow feels like it would be rough on your lip with that much sparkle in it (laughs) yeah and rough to get it off i would think i know it'd be like sandpaper already removing like uh, lipstick is hard enough well, yeah, speaking of the lipstick, I mean, um, just, you know, the fashion in general for the music video, I thought it was pretty awesome. Taylor, of course, I mean, she had, well, some very expensive pieces of clothing. Zane, too, I'm sure, that suit. Yeah, Zane's suit was amazing, and that's the way the video opens, and it was very striking to me because he steps out of the cab, and there he is, all in black, uh, you know, black suit, black tie, black jacket, um, and it looked very sleek to me and like you could just tell it was like Zane, someone famous. You got that vibe right off the bat, which I liked speaking just from the clothing. You just knew sort of what story was about to be told, I guess. Um, what did you guys think of that? Since I love the fashion segment and we don't get to talk about men's fashion that much, um, I would love to jump in. I thought the suit was really sharp looking. I mean, really to have, uh, I, I mean... I'm not really sure exactly what it was, but almost like an Italian tailored suit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when you see that, it just, you're right, it just screams rich celebrity. Uh, you know, uh, you know what I mean. Anyway, very sharp though. And the character of Zane in the video was supposed to be somebody high profile or a celebrity, I would imagine, because from the very beginning, he gets out of the cab and there's all those paparazzi taking photos of him so i think that was supposed to play into the the character that he is 
So besides Taylor's lipstick, the only piece of clothing that I've seen that's been identified since the video came out is the bra that she was wearing that you can't really see too much of, but you see a little bit of it. And it is a La Perla Neoprene Desire Underwire Bra for $464. I can't even imagine wearing a bra that expensive. I would be like, oh my god, I'm gonna move and it's gonna break and I'm gonna have all this money that I have to spend. But obviously, Taylor Swift has the money to spend, so I guess it's not as big of a deal for her. But I did really like the bra. Um, The design was really pretty. It almost reminded me sort of like uh, the glimpses that we did get of it, almost like clamshells a bit, like mermaid-esque. I don't know if you guys saw that, but that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I liked it. And obviously this being a music video for Fifty Shades Darker, the movie, I could see the lingerie being sort of um, a talking point and having that be a focus of sort of connecting to the movie, I guess. Honestly, considering the type of movie that this is, I feel like the video was actually pretty tame. Yeah, I agree. Even some of this stuff reminded me in like the bra and the lingerie of her um, Blank Space music video. And there weren't too many hints to the Fifty Shades, which was kind of nice. <laughs> um, but I thought the ones that were there were subtle and well-placed. Yeah, it definitely reminded me of Blank Space. Particularly, there's a part where she's wearing sort of like a blazer. And it was very similar, I felt like, to the blazer that she wore on the 1989 tour. And just sort of like the whole dramatic scene and the trashing the hotel room all just kind of gave me a Blank Space vibe. Yeah, especially the bed scene where she was like making sexy moves on the bed and like scratching the bedpost or what are those called the the back of the bed and like messing up the covers I was like oh my gosh this is so reminiscent of blank space and another connection is in blank space when she I think she takes a knife or scissors or something and puts it into a a picture and cuts it up Uh, and then in this video when she's angry she takes the bottle and throws it at the mirror Actually, in this one, Zane takes some photographs that he's holding at one point and like throws them. So that sort of connects to that blank space throwing of the photos. And it did also make me think of, were these two characters, um, this is sort of segueing into a new topic, but were these two characters thinking of each other as they sang? Or did they happen to just be two hotel goers that were both famous in a hotel thinking about separate people and I guess that was sort of something in my mind because I know in reality they're not together and that they're friends and that like made it a little weird at first until they were in the same shot in the same room I was like oh these are two different characters like living their own lives but they happen to have you know a problem that's uh similar I guess what did you guys think about that yeah that kind of makes me think about the behind the scenes clip that Taylor had posted where she talks about how originally they weren't even going to really be in the same shot in any part of the video. They were kind of just going to be in their own scenes. And then it wasn't until the end that they decided to do the scene where they're both in the room together with the strobe lights. Yeah, Taylor in the behind the scenes music video, um, she said, Zane and I were going to do the video and never be in the same shot. I think now looking back, it might have seemed like we might have shot the video in two different locations. And I'm really happy now that at the last minute, Grant Singer was like, why don't you guys get in the same room and we'll put a strobe light on you and see what happens. I think that's hilarious, actually. (laughs) You think about these productions for these videos and to have something so uh, impromptu, basically. I think that's really cool because it ended up being a nice clincher to the video. And especially the scenes where they were back to back, I felt like that added so much when they were sort of, you had that tension of it could be two separate hotel rooms and they can't really see each other and they're back to back. And those scenes, I ended up being some of my favorites. And also speaking of the strobe lights, I really loved them, especially in the beginning when Zane walks into the elevator and you see the strobe light going on and off. First, I was like, okay, why don't all elevators have cool strobe lights? Um, and then second, when it, <laughs> it did that pan <laughs> and then it turned to Taylor's part and it looked as if she was in the same eleva- elevator, but it was like a different scene. I thought that was cool. And the strobe lights made the mood really sort of angsty I felt yeah I really did like that part too that was one of my favorite parts how it transitioned from his first you know 40 50 seconds or however long of the song and then just camera pans 180 to a brand new scene and there's Taylor it was cool 
Okay, so then also I was thinking when she's overflowing the champagne container, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but she gives this like weird death stare to the camera as if she's looking at someone. And I thought that was interesting because I don't know if that's, I think that was around the time Zane was in the same room as her, but she like looked up really strangely and I was like, what is this? I don't know if you guys noticed that or thought it was weird, but I definitely noted it. Yeah, I noticed that too. I just thought it was really strange that uh, she's just so intently focused for, you know, that split second. Anyway, yeah, same with you. I noted it. I didn't, you know, know what to make of it really. I didn't notice the look, but I was, and I still am very confused on what the meaning or symbolism is of the overflowing champagne. I just thought it was kind of weird. Okay, she's pouring it and it's overflowing and she's obviously doing it on purpose, I think. Yeah, it reminded me of when people have the overflowing towers of champagne glasses, but you couldn't really see a tower. It just looked like one cup. And I guess you have that idea of being lonely and wanting to get drunk alone in a hotel room um, and having that sort of be a sad feeling, I guess. But then the look happened and I was very confused as to what it meant. Also, during around that part of the music video, she was pulling off white rose petals almost in that way that you go like, he loves me, he loves me not, he loves me, he loves me not. And I looked up what white rose petals symbolized. Um, and there were a number of different uh, symbols, but one of them was like the purity of new love and like they're often wedding flowers. And I thought that was interesting because it almost, while the song is talking about not wanting to live without another person, it was strange to have almost like, I felt a little bit like angry at some points with the music video, especially with like with the breaking and the throwing and pulling these like wedding flowers apart. It sort of sent a bit of a different message. Uh, I don't know how you guys read that. You know, I think it's amazing that you look at these things and look them up because I think sometimes I just get so distracted by just like <laughs> Taylor that I don't pay attention to all the details. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not sure, but as far as... In the video, too, I'm not sure if you also noticed this, but those same roses were also in some of Zane's scenes. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Where were they for Zane's? Um, a little bit towards the end. Uh, it was, oh man, just so brief, but they're there, the white roses. I mean, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. I don't know if it was trying to parallel like that the two of them were the ones, of course, in the relationship, but the fact that two separate things are going on could be happening like at the same time, like two separate sides of the coin almost. Does that make sense? Yeah, like two people, like them being together and they're both feeling the same feelings, but perhaps like across the world. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, kind of like that almost. Or if each of them were put in the same situation, how they would react the same, but differently. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then we also have the scene where Taylor goes to a party. And this is like the only scene that has other people in it really besides the two of them where she's at some party. And I thought this was a nod to the movie where a lot of the party goers are wearing those um, little masks. And I think there's a mask party given the trailer of the movie. I'm saying it wrong. Whatever mask parties are called. What are they called? <laughs> oh, masquerade. Masquerade. Yes, that's it. So everyone's wearing masquerade masks. Um, and Taylor's sort of lying on the bed and looks bored and I guess, missing whoever she's missing or frustrated with the situation. Um, but she's definitely like not in her surroundings. She's sort of in another world, even though her body is physically there. And one thing that was weird is that she is not wearing a mask like everybody else. Oh, that's so interesting. That could definitely symbolize the fakeness of people around, especially in like celebrity culture. And she doesn't want to wear a mask or something, or she's like fed up with, you know, being in this fake culture. And again, going back to the beginning of the video when Zayn was getting swarmed by the paparazzi, obviously that was, you know, something that they both deal with all the time. That's a pretty gross part of, I guess, the job. So I can see that message. And I know that message has come across in some of Zayn's past videos as well. Another thing I noticed was the way it was shot, especially throughout sort of Zayn's walking scenes. And again, that one where Taylor's at the party was it looked almost like things were moving in slow motion, just given the dark lighting and you had the strobe going. Um, and it gave it sort of this dreamy state, almost like they were living in a daze, which I think, again, relates to the things I was just mentioning. How about like the celebrity culture can kind of be overwhelming. And especially if you're missing someone or missing someone that connects you and grounds you to like home, it almost feels like things are moving around them without their control in a way. 
I'm so glad you're here on this episode to like analyze these things for us. You describe these things so eloquently. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm doing like a lot of hand motions right now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I thought the way it was shot was really interesting too, and I completely agree that at some points it did seem like slow motion, like when he's walking through the front entrance and the the main area of the hotel there, and then the strobe light scenes where it seems like you know the camera's moving very slowly around them and one thing that we noticed was that this music video was directed by grant singer who i don't think any of us are familiar with but we found out that he is famous for working with the weekend on a lot of his music videos um, i personally don't think i've seen any of the weekend's music videos so i wanted to know have any of you and can you see that they were a similar style to this video. I would say I haven't seen the music videos, but given the weekend style of song and how this song is sort of different than what Taylor Swift usually does, but maybe more what Zayn does if you've listened to any of his songs. Um, uh, I could see the how that director, if he was directing the weekend's music videos, would also work really well with this style of music. Yeah, you know, actually the most recent video I think that he's done, um, if you guys know the song uh, by The Weeknd, it's called Starboy, uh, features Daft Punk. Anyway, the music video for that one is actually really similar to this one. Um, very dark, um, a lot of strobe lights, uh, you know, some slow motion shots. It's it's a very unique directing style, so I can definitely see a lot of similarities between the two. I also noticed the way it was shot. There were a lot of close-ups on each of their faces. Um, which I thought made it much more intimate and you could see their expressions really well. I know at one point it was like just Zane's eyes and you could like literally see all of his eyelashes. And Zane is a very nice looking guy. So I was pretty pleased with that. But I thought that also added to like the intimacy of the video and what it was trying to convey. Yeah, I think that was one thing that was definitely noticeable throughout was just what a great job they really did capturing the emotion of the song even without there being much of a formal storyline. Do you guys prefer when Taylor Swift's music videos have storylines rather than sort of more just like emotional sequences? I personally do. I personally do too. Looking back at what I feel are the greatest music videos that she's done, they always have some kind of story or some kind of, uh, I don't know, just at least some type of plot that kind of, you know, drives throughout the video. Anyway, those are just the things I look forward to anyway. Yeah, like I always think of one of my favorites, I Knew You Were Trouble, that video. We talk about the I Knew You Were Trouble probably every (laughs) single episode of the show. (laughs) (laughs) I love that video. It sets up everything. You know, there's clearly defined characters and character arcs and there's like dialogue in between and it's almost more of a mini movie. So obviously not every video can be like that, but especially with some of the singles off of 1989, like Out of the Woods and Style, I really, I think, would have liked if they had more of a story. Well, what about for like One Direction's videos? I mean, granted, I haven't seen a whole lot of them, but how do you feel for either, you know, One Direction as as the group or for each of them individually? Um, It's really interesting because One Direction being a group makes sometimes one storyline with a lot of their songs being like about a relationship kind of hard to do when they have so many guys or that's not what they choose to do. So there's not many that, you know, with Taylor, there might be like one romantic interest or someone she's mad at or whatever it is in a song. Um, A lot of times One Direction sometimes doesn't go so much with the message of the song and rather just has like a fun music video or tells a different story that doesn't correlate with the song, which I'm okay with. I know they told a story with best song ever and they had some of those talking bits and it was more of like an eight minute music video. But then, for example, with Story of My Life, that song, you know, the one of the characters in the actual lyrics of the song is a girl that this person's like driving around with. Um, But in the music video, they took Story of My Life and sort of twisted it to be, you know, their families and their homes and they had like their relatives in the music video. Um, So they don't always go with what the actual story is, but they still make it a new story, which I definitely like. And I also think like with the group and given that they're a boy band, I think that works for them just to have 
almost just like put the boys together, have them having fun rather than to make, you know, one guy be singled out to have this other love interest in a music video, which would obviously work with a single artist better, I think, than having a group of guys. But I wonder what they'll do when they do go solo. I mean, from Zayn, we've seen him in Gigi uh, Hadid in his first music video for Pillow Talk that didn't really have a story, but there was um, sort of one interest, I guess. But some of other of Zayn's music videos haven't really had too clear of a storyline. And I do really like the storyline, the storytelling in, in Taylor Swift's music videos. I think those are really cool. Yeah, I mean, for me, other than like I Knew Your Trouble, one of my favorite videos from 1989 was Wildest Dreams. And in that video, I mean, obviously, it's not something I really saw coming um, as far as the whole set on set kind of thing. Uh, the video being of Taylor being uh, making a video, basically. I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting. It was another way to um, really kind of describe, well, of course, you know, the whimsical nature of the song, just that like 1950s kind of romantic filmmaking vibe. Anyway, I just love it when her videos, you know, just have an overarching story. I mean, I just think that's personally for me, that makes them better, more worthwhile. Yeah, because it's almost like you want to have like a little mini movie in some way. And if exactly. you're if you're artist, uh, I mean, obviously, Taylor's been in some movies and had like little guest roles. But, you know, you don't always see them acting. And Taylor does act really well and does do that drama really well. And it's so fun to see her in those roles and taking on different characters. Oh, absolutely. Well, if you guys haven't checked out the video yet, you definitely should go do that right now. It's on YouTube and it's on both Taylor and Zane's Vivo channels. And Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us. This was so much fun getting to talk about the video to get someone else's perspective. Yeah, thank you for having me. This has been awesome. Thank you for being on our show. Um, It's great to have fandoms coming together as always, and also to get the insight of someone who's so dedicated to a certain fandom. So this has been great. And we can't wait to see if we were right about any of our predictions for the Houston show. So it should be exciting. I hope so. We'll be finding out soon. Well, thanks again, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Bye. Yeah, thanks, Caitlin. Bye, Caitlin. Thanks again, guys, and make sure that you let us know what you thought about the video and what you thought about all of the predictions and polls that we read for Houston. You can contact us on Twitter at SwiftCast13, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr. We're SwiftCast13 on all of those. You can visit our website at swiftcast13.com, and you can email us at swiftcast13show at gmail.com. But for now, for episode 185, this has been Ashley, Adam, Nate, and Steph. And we will see you after the Super Bowl. See ya. Bye. Thanks, guys. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. Swiftcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management. 